So welcome to tonight's podcast. Uh, we started with the sounds of Bicultid. Um, This is an amazing band from uh, Darmstadt in uh, Germany. And um, yeah, this is just really pounding stuff, Pete. I, I really was kind of blown away by this and um, it, it's got a lot going for it. Like the, the sort of, the doom is there, but the, there's like a, a sort of primal black metal sort of streak through this as well, isn't there? It's so dark. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was the same. As like, as soon as I heard it, I, I thought, you know, I knew this was special. Um, there's, you know, that kind of mix of doom and black. Now, there's nothing new there, but they seem to kind of, it kind of bring up both together perfectly. You know, you get the best of both worlds, and it just, it, it's, it's so forceful with it. Um, you know, they, they, they talk about kind of using unusual structures and instruments to try and make for like an, an uncomfortable I suppose or more importantly like unpredictable listen and uh, you know and I get that you know they've, they've these songs you know the the long songs the um it goes all over you know it goes it goes from the you know the harshness of the black metal the you know the real weight of the doom it's all in there um I was thinking of this actually it reminds me at one point I thought it reminds me of like a black metal vow which you know, which is a hell of a thing. But funnily enough, Thou came out with a, a like almost a surprise release in the last couple of weeks with a, a collaboration with Mesmore, which you know, so is practically a black metal Thou as it is. Yeah. Um, I, and I looked at them, but you know, considered both of this podcast, and, and I went with Bicultid, and I think part that part of that's because you know we can only play so much Thou, we play pretty much everything they do, and you know, <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to tone it down a little bit. But but also, I think it speaks to how how good this Bicolti release and how much I love it. Um, that, that, you know, the croaky twistedness of black metal allied to that sheer thickness, um, you know, the doom of it, you know, there's a massive riff. I think it's about three minutes in, there's a huge riff just flattens the whole thing. I think it's just, a, it, it is a really, you know, this really, it took me back straight away. Um, and I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. I totally get that. It's, it's that kind of like slow burn of a thing. And those really sort of, um, punctuated, um, really slow sections, and it, where it slows down in this one particularly, I really thought that was like very reminiscent of that. Um, so that was a song called Caustic Marrow, and uh, it's off the album Arcane Manifestations, and that's out on Crawling Chaos right now. So uh, if you want to hear more of that, you can go to becultus.bandcamp.com. So as ever, it's the Nine Hits podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found uh, from across um, the UK metal underground and beyond um, through submissions. Uh, scouring band camp and much more um next up um we got sent this and you know i think we were always going to play this um band called made of teeth from wales and uh it's uh, sort of old friends of um, the nine hertz podcast and nine hertz in general um guys from taint uh guys from obey cobra and um yeah it's just really sort of to the point um they've called it kind of um a punk band uh, fueled by dodgy kebabs quaaludes and a love of uh, pogo worthy pit starters uh, yeah i thought this was bang on and i just thought wow what a what a minute and a half pretty much of just energy and it sounds like really sort of alive mm. yeah I, you know I, I i like this straight away too the you know the pedigree of the band you know just go back to that a second it's like welsh doom royalty you know tain mm. uh, you know we, you know for everyone knows you know in the uk but you know everyone here in that in the doom underground you know will always describe them as like 
criminally underrated. I think we'll always kind of follow them. Spider Kitten, I love. Um, Lassatilia, you know, great. Obey Cobra, you know, put out one of the best albums in the last few years. I've got it on vinyl. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing album. So mm. when, once I've seen that, I, you know, the APF are putting this out. You know, really looking forward to it. And, you know, this is the advanced song, doesn't disappoint. It's, you know, it's this complete head rush of doom punk. And it's like, that was to the Zeke or the Dwarves, but with like gruffer, weightier edge to it. Um, and, and that whole, it's like this pile driving force. You know, it sets off on full steam and just never relents. You know, it, the album promises much. You know, we've been sent it, like, say, we haven't got around to listen to it yet. Really look forward to it. And, and, you know, more than the album, even, I reckon this would be a riot live. Definitely. And uh, I think it's going to sound like really mean on tape as well. Um, really, really enjoyed this. And I love the artwork, just this really weird kind of. Um, I don't know, it looks like one of those um, tardigrades, like a really sort of zoomed in shot of a, like a bacteria or a parasite. So, yeah, sums up the music uh, on this. So uh, the album's called Sociopathogen, and uh, you can get this at madeofteeth.bandcamp.com. I'm going to guess at how to say this uh, song title as Three Hailer. So that was Welsh, like sludge royalty, I guess, made of teeth. Um, and uh, yeah, next we're going to something equally heavy and, and kind of legendary, I guess. Uh, the band Come to Grief, which um, I gather is the band Grief, who've come back uh, after several years. Uh, this is out on Translation Loss, a new album called When the World Dies. And um, I wouldn't say it's business as usual, Pete, but it certainly has the hallmarks of, of, of that band and... I don't know. Are they doing anything new here? That's that's my question. Um, they sound well. I'd say I think it, you know it, it, to suggest otherwise would you know would be suggest that this doesn't sound like fresh or amazing. I think it does. This sounds you know this yeah. sounds like you know as good as sludge can be in 2022. So I guess yeah, you know they've always been there. They've always you know grief. Such an important band for you know, I'm, I'm sure most people know, but 
they pushed at the elements that made it such a, you know, which made it an extreme genre, even though, you know, it's always got that kinship with Stoner and Doom. Sludge was the, you know, the, the ugly, naughty sibling of that. And Grieve were the ones testing the limits, you know, pushing it out there, picking up on the most despicable of the habits of, of, of those like combined genres. So, yeah, they, I, you know, they, they returned a few years back and, you know, renamed as Come to Grieve. A complete, you know, massively welcome return. And, and this album as well, you know, like to hear this this new album is it's brilliant. You know, they've got guest vocals from Jacob Bannon on a few tracks. Uh, to me, it's everything you want from this type of music. You know, it's a sound of pure nihilism. You know, it's achingly slow. You know, the vocals just reek of desperation. It's, it's just the sound of masters of the craft, you know, creating a wholly beautiful sludge. And, you know, thank God for that. I'd say that's spot on. I mean, um, everyone knows that, well, everyone should know the, the sort of um, influence they had, you know, like Johnny Morrow from Iron Monkey was a huge grief fan, I think. And, uh, you know, the, the sort of the labels that they they inhabited back in the day are very important as well. So, yeah, it's great to see them still making music and it's this good, um, you know, that's a great thing as well. So so if you want to hear this, you can go to come to grieftl.bandcamp.com and uh, the album's called When the World Dies. Uh, we're going to play the sort of double song, Bludgeon the Soul, Returning to the Void.
Okay, so that was Come to Grief. Next up, we've got a new release from Ripple Music, who we play a lot of. Um, and, you know, it's, it's quite easy to see why when you've got bands like this. So, uh, Woe Fat have uh, come out with a new record called The Singularity. And uh, I was particularly taken with the artwork on this. It's got that kind of, um, I don't know, just like this incredibly mechanical looking monster breathing fire on the front. I was like, that's that's interesting enough on its own. But then the music is just so rip roaring and amazing. Um, I thought, yeah, I've got to play this. And I could have played any song off this. Um, but yeah, I just, I was so impressed with the uh, the energy on display here. I don't know about you, Pete. Yeah, yes, it, it, it is. It's, it is a really good album. I think, like, funnily enough, we were fat, and I, I can't put a finger on it. Like, the, you know, just this completely personal thing. I've never got into them, and but I've never understood why. You know, they're stoner rock. They do it well. They've got good vocals, which isn't, you know, always the case with stoner rock. They, you know, they bring. They, they could come from like the small stone roster, but there's also heaviness in there. It sounds like me all over. It sounds exactly like I'd want. And they've been around for years, you know, they're, they're lauded. But it's just never clicked with me. And I don't I don't know why. I've, I've tried several times. And it, it's not like I dislike it. I've just, you know, just never kind of had that connection. Um, and I listened to this album, you know, when it, when it uh, I think we got sent it or, or when it came out. Um, I probably just, I didn't give my full attention for that reason. So then when you picked it, you know, kind of approached returning you know, returning back to it to listen to it because you've chosen it for this podcast. I, I was actually intrigued. You know, I thought, right, I'm going to have to sit and, you know, properly kind of put my mind to it. And it you know, it's it's good. It, it like I say, it's very very good. It, you know, they do this stoner rock, this beefed up guitar tone stoner rock extremely well. You know, it's it's that the heaviness is great. The kind of you know the rhythm to it is, is amazing. They do it better than most. You know, you can see why they're up there. Um, and they, they do so as well. You know, there's so many bands who do that sound but they do it in this kind of cheesy you know like beer buddy like bro bullshit you know they find yeah. so many too many bands you know or sadly too many uk bands as well but they, they do it without that you know they, they it's, it's it's genuine and it, you know you kind of you feel it um and yeah i think this this almost cracked through that kind of woe fat mystery for me. This is the thing that almost did it. I don't think it's quite there, but it's close. You know, it's like I say, it's not like I ever disliked it. I get it. I get it. I just, um, but, you know, I, I sense I'm getting close now. So I'm glad you picked it just to give me more time with them. Well, it's only taken you seven albums to get there, Pete. So yeah, well done. yeah, I've tried them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just thought this was, yeah, really exciting. I mean, I've not been, like, I, I'm aware of their music. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm aware of their legacy and everything. But, yeah, this might be the uh, the album that tips me over the edge into getting into all of it. So, um, yeah, full marks for this. So, as we say, the album's called The Singularity. Uh, you can get this via ripplemusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play a song called The Unraveling.
So that was the riffology of Wofat there. Absolutely brilliant. Um, next up, we've got a very sort of experimental take from you, Pete. This is uh, quite a surprise for me, really. But a band called Circle of Size, who we played um, back in 2020. And they seem to have been incredibly prolific since um, in the last two years, like just loads and loads of releases. This one's really interesting. It's completely different um, to everything they've put out before. And yeah, I just thought it was absolutely amazing. Like avant-garde, like noise elements and and really strange music concrete um like compared with you know clashing almost with black metal um sounds here and i just thought it a really intriguing record um and also i have to say they, they seem to be using the same um sort of voice um synth or maybe like a voice box that um elo did with uh, mr blue sky i, I can't unhear it <laughs> it's amazing I mean, there's so much in it. You know, it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. like you say, we played them. We played them July 2020. There was a track, "Old Me Lucifer," on their first kind of release called "Salo," and that album made out the top albums of the year as well. Um, and I still listen to that song, like all, and that album, but particularly that song, all the time. It's, I, I really kind of loved it back then, and it stuck with me. It was, you know, it was it was strange in itself, but it, you know, it's like it's almost like doom pop hybrid. Uh, it sounded exciting and cosmic and fresh, you know. And then you take the leap to here, which is what less than two years later, um, <laughs> and you know this is this is a different plane altogether. You know, it's a it's an amalgamation of sounds probably never concocted in this way. Then, so I suppose in that sense, it's no surprise, you know, that an inventive band could end up in such unique territories, but also still completely baffling. Um, you know, it's so left field. You know, I, I heard, I, I heard trip hop in here, um, trip hop with like liturgy or Locrian styled futurist black metal. You know, there's there's like almost like trance undercurrents to it. There's uh, there are there are tracks, several tracks which have got hip hop vocals, pure hip hop vocals. I'm not talking about like metal hip hop or anything like that. They are hip hop tracks. Um, following electronica, you know, it references IDM, which I had to look up, which means intelligence dance music. Um, so I've learned something new. I, I just think the whole thing was an inc incredible experience. And what's more, what's important is that it, it sounds truly amazing. It works. You know, th th this isn't just some weird, you know, musical experiment. It's, it's, it's just this a brilliant album made by a collective that kind of have somehow gelled their disparate skills into, you know, in, into a whole, which sounds, you know, it, it, it doesn't sound like, all these different parts put together you know it's greater than that and you know you've got to take your hat off to them for that absolutely i think it might come from the same corner of the universe as maybe zeal and Arda, but it, it's more madcap than that i think it's mm. it's more kind of twisted in on itself maybe like duke guide that kind of like mm, maybe. being so obscure as to be puzzling <laughs> kind of sound <laughs> so yeah like you wouldn't have expected this from listening to the first record at all mm. like we've said so um yeah just absolutely incredible release really and it looks like they've they've kind of gone all out and you can buy this crazy like wooden box that's going to be full of stuff from various members of um, circle of size and and their sort of uh, collaborators and friends um like packed into this box with a tape i think um so yeah if, if you want to go and read the description it's it's very tongue-in-cheek and uh, quite amusing really so i don't think it's entirely po-faced either so yeah full marks for that as well um so if you want to hear this this crazy record called alabaster uh, you can 
and go to circleofsize.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the title track.
So that was the weirdness of Circle of Size from an album called Alabaster. Next up, uh, we've got a band called Erna who got in touch through Instagram, a band from Stockholm, Sweden. And um, they've got an album out um, simply titled, uh, self-titled 22. Uh, They did a demo in 2020 and it seems to have been going really well for them. And uh, yeah, this is, I just thought this was a really solid kind of like doom slash sludge um, record, really. Like I love the recording style. It's it's very raw, um, you know, not much in the way of description, but it just kind of speaks for itself, I think. I think, um, I think we've, We've, we've got a habit of playing um, stuff that gets sent to us, and it's always um, quite interesting, really. Uh, yeah, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by this, I think. You know, I read, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of this until you sent it to me, and then, I, you know, looked on the on the band camp before I pressed play, and I, I noticed it kind of mentions hard rock, it mentions grunge. Um, I guess, you know, that, so then when I, I played it, you know, it, it, was, it, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, the vocals in particular, he presented something much darker and extreme that that kind of prepared for. It's almost yeah. like almost pushing towards sludge or death doom than anything, you know, anything of 90s Seattle anyway. Um, in a really good way. You know, there's nothing wrong with hard rock and grunge, but, you know, I've always resided more in doom and sludge anyway. Um, and there's something about it I really kind of liked. And it took me a couple of goes to go. And it's the kind of, it's, it's this almost like droney riffs, the way they kind of just, they go round and round and, and, you know, there's, they only slightly turn the, you know, they're away from kind of that, that standard, but when they do, it's in ways you don't imagine there's a lethargy to it almost, you know, that, that, that comes from the doom, you know, and it just really weighs the track down, never gives it any momentum. It, you know, it trudges mm-hmm. along in this kind of angrily dazed way. And again, that is a good thing. Um, yeah, I can't quite nail why, but I really like this. There's something in the, the you know, like say, something in that unchanging riff that just gets me. Um, yeah. I, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to the rest of the album with this yet, unfortunately. I, I kind of only got around to listen to it this morning. But I favorited it to make sure I don't forget to, because this just felt, just, there's something about it that just felt strange in it, and it really, you know, like gave it something different from, any, you know, from, from your core music like this. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad you know you're glad you, you gave it to me yeah i mean i i kind of agree with the person the only person who's commented on it so far that put uh, all things heavy put in a blender and served up fresh uh, i think that's a really good summing up of it like the mm. you know the um the sort of i don't know they've cherry picked different elements and like you say there's this churning um like drone to it as well and i think it's all in the delivery so yeah, completely understand that. Um, so like I say, the album's self-titled. Uh, we're playing the opening track, You Hide Behind, and you can get this at ernashlm.bandcamp.com.
So that was the sound of Erna from Sweden. Uh, next up, we've got the return of Uffe Melmut. And yeah, this is brilliant. This is their ninth studio album, uh, following on from 2019's Eight, um, which seems ages ago now. Um, it really does. I remember getting the promo for that and being absolutely blown away. Um, they've done two little live albums since then. So there's a, a live at Roadburn from 2011, and they did something called XX, which I think was to celebrate 20 years um, and just kind of like a, a tour, kind of summing up really. But their new album, uh, Fennis, is absolutely astounding. I, I really enjoyed this, and it's, it's back to it's back to normal, I guess, uh, if, if you can call off of my music normal. Um, they've always had this psychedelic bent and like really long burning, almost like Eastern tinged like ragas um, via doom metal. And um, yeah, there's no one like this band around. And I'm so glad to see them on Europe as well. Mm. Yeah, they, they, there isn't there isn't anyone like them. You know, they went on hiatus, they said, you know, and, and I actually thought that would, might be the end of them. That was, that was mm. probably, I guess that was so good to have back. Know. Yeah, and it's not that long a turnaround. I don't, you know, maybe something in lockdowns happened, you know, like changed the mind with that. But they've returned, which is brilliant for everyone, because they're an incredible band. You know, like I think they're unique. You know, doom and psychedelia, you know, is a well, you know, well trodden path for you know a concoction of those two sounds. But I don't think anybody does it like Kufama or does it as well as them. I think you know they they truly meld. You know the the kind of the, the heaviness of the of the former with the you know that kind of wildness of the psychedelia in in a way which is seamless and perfect and and like I say nobody else gets close to it for me um, and they've done it you know they've done it for nine albums now you know and they're, they're, they're a spellbinding live band you know we saw them at Damnation Festival I think it was and they were they were incredible yeah um, you know we you know and like like come to grief earlier this is a return to celebrate and and the album is proof you know this isn't a band kind of you know stretching it out and not having the you know, having the goods there the, you know this is as good as anything they've done uh, you know the, the, this track you know it's a good example of the album it's got it's you know really interesting in its restrained tones you know particularly at the start of this one it's got like low momentum it creates these whispery ghostly vibes about it um i had it on on the headphones in the dark, uh, you know, and it's kind of, it's, it's a track to kind of, and an album to ignite your imagination, you know, that hazy approach where it gets you in the right mindset. And then, and then there's that fried riff ending, which is just, just like proper electrifies everything. It's just gorgeous all around. Yeah. And, and typically for this band, they've, um, they've kind of said it's, it's conceived as one big track, um, you know, separated by these, um, like droney sections, and I think that's exactly what they've uh, we've done here. Really, um, I I always think they they sort of send me into a bit of a spiral. This band, I, I kind of drift away. Listen to them live as well. You know, you, you sort of transported somewhere else, and the best psychedelia does that. Um, and I'm just so glad they're back. It's um, mm. it's amazing. So hopefully, we'll get to see them live again soon. Um, you know, damnation might be uh, might be the the time we see that, but. Fingers crossed. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to hear this, um, the album's called Fennis, as we say. Uh, we're going to play a song called uh, Psychostasia, and you can get this at ufomamut.bandcamp.com.
Okay, so that was the return of Uffa Mamut from Italy. Absolutely amazing band and so good to see them back. Um, next up, we've got a two-piece from uh, Mexico called uh, Terra Cosmico. And yeah, this kind of blew my head off, really. Um, got this on uh, Bandcamp Friday, um, sort of among uh, like masses and masses of, of emails. And uh, yeah, Stolen Body Records is something that uh, we've played um, quite a lot recently. Um, really interesting uh, records and like like completely uncovering a new seam of music for us, really. Um, and this is no different. This is an absolutely psychedelic, joyous like wave of sound. Um, and I, I just yeah, I was absolutely taken aback at how wild it was, really. And and the, the cover to this is absolutely brilliant. It's um, a, a little bit um, a little bit like a vision of hell. Um, and uh, kind of goes perfectly with the music. Um, what did you make of this one, Pix? It's just wild, isn't it? Mm, I loved it. I absolutely did. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 I didn't realize there were two piece. That's that was interesting. You mentioned that. I didn't spot that, which is incredible. Um, and it's you know, it's stolen body. And I know on that as well. Just to say, you know, they they're an amazing UK label. They kind of they they run or were affiliated with the uh, Bristol Psych Fest. I'm not sure exactly what it's called nowadays. So always a, a label to follow they bring these bands you know they bring these bands to us from abroad as well you know this is a Me- you know, mexican bands they, they you know they release venom sabathi albums and segvera albums as well so you know I'd love that label um and yeah the one th- thought i had with like looking at your choices as a whole but particularly when listed this was this was a, this is our first podcast of songs um we chose after desert fest after we both returned from desert fest yeah. and you, you can tell from your choices because you know it's it's like you know like loads of stoner and doom and this kind of typifies it i thought um you know as nine hertz was originally intended i suppose they're all good yeah um, back to our roots yeah yeah so you know it's, it's wonderful that, that cover out like you say is fantastical oh it's mm-hmm. The cover art is just, you know, bewitching. Uh, the music is everything I want in kind of instrumental stone of doom. You know, it's got frenzied restlessness to it. You know, it's urging undercurrent. The, the riffs bite, you know, in amongst the fuzz. It harries, it jostles. It's this ball of kinetic energy. Um, but also it's got this darkness to it and, a, and an aggro about it, you know, which suggests a doom, not just a stoner element. Um, I, I never wanted for vocals in this. I never thought, you know, it's missing something like I sometimes do. It's just the crazed tempo, you know, that never gives up and never gives you the time to think of it. I, I just really enjoyed it. I thought that, you know, I, I, again, we've said this so many times in this podcast, I really look forward to hearing the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, they've released one track so far. Uh, looks like the rest is out sort of 23rd of May. So, yeah, probably out by the time this podcast comes out. But, uh, yeah, if you want to check this out, you can go to terracosmico.bandcamp.com. It looks like they've got about seven or eight releases there, uh, which is fantastic. I'm going to really dip into that. Um, and, yeah, you can get it via Stolen Body as well. Uh, we're going to play the only song that they've released so far. This is Necromorpho.
Okay, so that was the absolutely amazing Terra Cosmico from Mexico. Um, next up, we've got a band that we've played probably three times. I think it's the third time uh, since 2021, a band called uh, Diana from Louisiana. And um, they're sort of billed as meditative sludge and spiritual drone, and that's exactly what they do with this. But somehow they keep advancing, and I think that's possibly why you've picked this again, Pete, because... I'm amazed by everything they've put out, but this this seems like they've kind of made a bit of a stride forward. Maybe there's a bit more kind of it's even more intense if that's possible. Mm. Yeah, it it's I know you know I, I have avoided they put six releases out since um, since we first played them um, in I did like 14 months, so I've restrained myself to keep it to three out of those six because I I, I genuinely love it. As soon as I found this band, I, I knew this was this was for me. You know, I, um. I, I, you know, I don't care if we, we play them every time. To be honest, you might, but I don't. So um, it's that kind of meditative. You know, drone is meditative. You know, that was a. I, I remember. You know, whether it's in whether it's directly channeling it as Diana do, or or, or not. You know, it's it is. It's, it's how I kind of it was my my breakthrough with drone. I always kind of loved seeing bands like Sun and Earth live, but I never really listened to them on record. I didn't quite understand what mood you'd be in to put on a you know to put on black one or or whatever and then you know i've probably said this before while while talking about diana but you know i I, I kind of almost was drifting away i drifted sleep um while had earth two on and that kind of moment i suddenly went jesus i get this now this this is it you know it's it was almost meditative and you know, and Diana, because they're directly channeling, you know, Buddhism in this, in everything they do is, you know, is related to that. It is meant to be meditative music. It's, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect drone music to me. You know, there's inevitable comparisons to Earth and Om in that respect. Um, I, I just, I just love everything they do. And like you say, it, it, it's not vastly different. None of the records are, but each one, it just. Every time I put it on, I think, well, I'm not going to play it again, but I don't care because I love it anyway. And then I just say, I love it. It's my, it's, you know, it's my favorite song of the week, so I've got to pick it. I don't really care. Um, you know, I, I've like, I don't act, you know, I never sit down and think I'm going to meditate, but I know now I've got like drone albums for that. I think I've probably, you know, I've done it kind of twice, you know, on behalf of someone, you know, someone else, you know, but on behalf of my partner who, who they've been there with. I was at a gong bath last year. Um, and like, I just thought, you know, I just thought it's like being at a Boris gig, and then I kind of zoned out and enjoyed it. So even then, I was kind of linking it to um, <laughs> linking it to make experience with Joe. So, but yeah, it's, this is just the perfect soundtrack to sit back and close your eyes and wash away any stress. You know, the fact that it's it's not whale music doing that; it's actually you know it's doom. It's you know it's heavy as well. Just makes that <laughs> even more comforting for me. It's uh, it's kind of acceptable within parameters defined by. Your previous music tastes, yes, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfectly yeah. acceptable. Yeah, they're, they're using guitars; it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, and I totally get that. I listened to the whole record um, while writing uh, a piece for work um, today, so yeah, I, I can completely identify with that. So yeah, um, if you want to hear this, uh, the album's called Terma. Um, but we sort of like encourage you to go back and listen to Satori Mahumudra. Basa Yagoro, Brahma Pasha, and uh, Botsavita, um, which we've played a lot of before, but you know, with good reason. Um, so the song we're going to play is called Three Jewels, and you can get this at dianadoom.bandcamp.com. <laughs> 